Hey, this is Patriot Nick, and you're listening to the Eric Zane Show podcast, where if you don't like what the host says, he'll threaten to fight you in the streets. Hey, I'm a girl. Wait, that's not the right clip. Guess I have to fight you in the street now. There you go. Now, here's your host. I'll fight you in the street. Eric Zane. I don't care where it is. I will fight you in the street. Hardware Fear Bunker Studio for another round of the Eric Zane Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Sun beaming in again. Uh, lots of sunshine in my neck of the woods. That is uh, that is a good, good thing. As, um, well, you know, I, I think the idea is you never quit trying. You never um, you never give up restarting. You never, what is that they say when it comes to like uh, cigarettes, never quit quitting or whatever it is you're doing. That's terrible. Never quit quitting, uh, beating the gambling habit. By the way, that, that to me sounds like a really underrated, uh, and difficult thing to quit gambling. My God, I don't think I would be able to do it if I was ever in a spot where I was like, Oh my God. Because you know you win it, you win like five bucks, and then you're like, "Oh yeah, I can do it! I, I can make a living doing this for the rest of my life!" Holy shit! The um, the number of times that I have talked on this show that I am back on the wagon—it's embarrassing when it comes to like eating appropriately. It's really unbelievable and 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 right now i feel good i feel good i've got a little bit of um, a wind in my sails uh yesterday was a uh, a fairly i i would give myself a, a c when it comes to eating appropriately the big thing is no um gorging i tend to eat fast it, and and just go on a fucking feeding frenzy when I'm hungry. Uh, but it it can't possibly be that great of a uh, of an eating day, in an effort to to uh, just kind of be a little bit more healthy. When I didn't have one fucking vegetable. Now I have everything in the fridge because I usually like to make a, a salad. And, and my salads are really good. I, uh, I, I, I go the extra mile. For me, it's all about how the food is cut. I like salads with uh, small bits of vegetable. Like I take the carrots and I actually uh, make the carrots very small. I dice them. I don't mince them. I dice them. I dice the carrots. I dice the cucumbers. I dice the tomatoes. Uh, I put cabbage in my salads and I, and I cut the, I cut them into strips and then, 
you know, it's almost like everything's small. It's like uh, a bowl full of cereal, but it's vegetables. Do the same thing with the romaine. Do the same thing with the, with the spinach. Onion, I put out little onion bits. I, I cube the onion, everything. So it's I eat, actually eat the salad with a spoon. You're like, God, you're weird, Eric. I know. And lately, all I do is take uh, olive oil, extra virgin olive oil, put it into a bowl, pour some balsamic vinegar into it, and then blend it, and then just pour it over salt and pepper on the salad, and then that's it. And it's fucking great. It is the shit. Uh, I'll put some cheese on it. I'll put some bacon bits. And it's it's a meal. It is freaking sweet. And I love it. The problem is, uh, dickhead, me, I don't have that stuff like cut ready to go. If I had it <clears throat> prepared and ready to go, I could just throw the shit in a bowl and boom, I'm eating. But no. Every time I, I have to do that process because I'm stupid. So then that that amount of time to prepare that slows me down like you wouldn't believe. Sorry. I got a, a little remote control for my heater now. So I'm like, fuck. So that needs to change. But, but, uh, Let's see. Saturday was horrible for eating. Sunday was good for eating. Aram says, I'm hearing excuses coming. Well, not yet, because I actually had a decent day yesterday. I'm just saying I need to add vegetables to my diet. That is what I need to do. Thank you, M. Williams13808, for subscribing for four months with Prime. I appreciate that. If Nick has uh, paid for a subscription for you in the past on Twitch, um, you know, say uh, the guy is really working hard and spending a lot of money on your old pal, Eric Zane, uh, uh, please subscribe on your own. Don't make Nick pay for you. Okay. So um, in order to be thorough in this, in my journey, I'm on a weight loss journey. I have got to, uh, I got to introduce, you know, vegetables. No sugar. I had a small slice of frozen cheesecake on Sunday and I'm, uh, with Lent here starting tomorrow, this is perfect. No sugar. Now you do get a cheat day every Sunday during Lent and I might utilize that, but I'm not going to, um, uh, the goal is not to like freak out and have big mass quantities of sugar get thrown into my body. And I'm basing what I'm doing here on portion control. The latest, the latest thing I'm doing is portion control. That's what I'm, I'm trying to focus on. Can't drop the E out of you snarkily says please tell us more about your eating habits maybe even your bowel movements what about your metamucil intake you know what um i appreciate the suggestion about what i need to talk about on the show but do i march in to johnson's carpet one floor at home discount outlet and tell you where to put piles of flooring do i do that at, at your job 
I, I don't think I have. So what makes you think that it's okay for you to do that to me? You know? Shut up. Shut your stupid mouth. Okay? But I'm stoked because yesterday, a, a good day. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm back on the wagon. Back on the wagon. And I don't know if it's going to help me because I got this physical coming up March 9th. I don't think I'm going to lose 30 pounds in eight days. But I got to start somewhere. I have to. I am scared to death that he's going to look at that blood work and say, okay, man, your uh, cholesterol it needs to be medicated. God, you think you're invincible when you're younger. Oh, I don't know if I can take it. If uh, if he says, "Yeah, I'm putting you on on medication," if that's the case, officially, the NFK is healthier than your old pal Eric Zane. Healthier. Cannot have that. All right. So Fat Tuesday, Lent starts tomorrow. I know everybody's uh, eating the punchkis here in Michigan which is spelled P-A-C-Z-K-I. Okay, if you say so, I don't understand the Polish language. The show happens each and every weekday at about this same time. You can watch it on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. My gosh, if you're listening or watching via a different source, Typically, it's listening wherever you download podcasts. If you could, if you could go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live and hit follow. Even if you never, ever watch a damn thing, please, please do that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you in advance. That is very, very helpful. Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You ever notice, uh, do any of you have an issue? Because I've I've noticed this as I've gotten more and more fat and disgusting. Do any of you have an uh, an odor that emanates from your belly button? Because I do. Yeah, my belly button smells like there's a smell of like um, I don't know. It's just it's it's uh, it's not like like my asshole. But it's it's equally disgusting. It's a different fragrance. And it's not like it's almost like a combination of ass and ball sweat at the same time that accumulates in my belly button. And it doesn't take much to get that thing to stink. I I swear to God, I can actually, when I'm on the treadmill, smell I think there's something that's crawled into there and died or something. And the only thing that's changed is that I've gotten more gross uh, because of my eating. And so I think perhaps because the accumulation of fat is causing this big wad of, of uh, fucking muffin top, I think the interior zone of my belly button, and then the dogs are like, yeah, this is great. We love you even more now. So I'm like really grossed out with me. I, I think I should like stay inside for several months until this, this goes away. Um, 
Yeah. We're already getting um, comments. Have you been touching it with the NFK sponge? No. Uh, Nick says, you got to clean it and dry it thoroughly. It's a breeding ground for bacteria. I do wash it. I, I get up there with soap. Um, my God, it's, it's like, I'm sitting there going, what the fuck is going on here? All right, Kent, you're done. You're done for the day, Kent. Kent, I am, uh, I've already had it with you. Why don't you, why don't you sit a few plays out? There you go. Kent has been banned for 10 whole minutes. And I'll keep an eye on the clock, and then I'm going to give you another one. Those are fighting words, my friend. So you have to sit a couple plays out. No more for you. Radio voice Linda says sweat pools in there. Yeah, but I didn't have, I did not have problems in the past. I think this is simply because I'm just getting too fat. So... Now my body is reminding me with odors that I need to do something. So um, all I want to do is get through today and not eat like an asshole today. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to enjoy food. I had some comfort food last night, but I had a small portion. It was a pasta type of deal with sausage in it, but I did not overeat, okay? I just kept it. And then one thing I noticed, I ate it fast again, which I'm not supposed to do. I ate it fast, and I was ready to murder some more food. But I just sat there and kind of got wrapped up in like uh, reading the news or something like that, and then I waited like five more minutes, and then suddenly the the desire to eat was gone, and I think the, what this boils down to is when you eat so fast, you don't give your system enough time to your uh, uh, body to talk to your stomach, to talk to your brain and say, look, you, you can shut it down now. You've eaten enough. So when you eat fast like that, I think I read this somewhere, you kind of override that shit. And then you're, the next thing you know, you've overeaten like a dick. So... My God, that's, that's what I'm doing. Amanda and Nick seem to be the experts on belly button odor. Uh, make sure you rinse thoroughly. If you miss any soap, it could lead to a bacterial infection. Oh my God. How do you know so much about this? Amanda is correct. That's uh, they tell us this in our post bariatric care. She had to she had to go through that procedure. Radio voice, Linda. I do the same thing. I have to slow down. All right, Nick. Boy, he is a wealth of knowledge today. Did you know men can get yeast infections in their belly button? Oh my God. Wings guy 71. It takes a few minutes for the stretch receptors in your stomach to tell your brain that you're full. Uh, Kenny says my belly button is like a black hole of disgusting lint. 
Well, mine, I don't know. What is, what constitutes lint? Because mine is, is wet. Like when I take this finger and jam it into my belly button, it comes out wet and it stinks like shit. <laughs> All right. Enough. Enough. Dear Meathead happens tomorrow. Send in your questions, Eric at EricSaintShow.com. On the Shoreliners striping inbox. I swear to God, no more gross talk today. That's it. Uh, follow me on Facebook. The ban ends in seven days. And then we should start a um, a guessing game, like a bet. How long till I get banned again? Winner gets some type of prize or something. I don't know. Facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Thank you to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV for sponsoring me on Facebook. Follow, 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 like, 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 like. Same thing for Twitter, at Eric Zane Show. On Twitter, brought to you by Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane Show podcast. I'm on uh, YouTube as well. Eric Zane show on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Bell notification. Thumbs up. I just posted something new to YouTube and then I linked it up on Facebook. It is the video of my interview on the, uh, well, it wasn't an interview. It was a crossover episode, uh, crossover episode with Mike and Jason from threads podcast life unfiltered and man we had a great time it was pretty damn simple i said hey let's do this everybody has to bring a story each of us and then we just kick it around a little bit it worked out great uh about 40 minutes of content on there i have the audio podcast too um same place you download the audio podcast normally free uh so you can add that uh, to your um to your listening slash viewing for the day and the video podcast is also up on my uh, YouTube page. You may have seen it. I just posted it uh, a short time ago. So there you go. There you go. Okay. Um, the Ukraine madness continues on. I have some, um, couple of stories about it. And, um, not, not, not really about it because I'm not going to, uh, sit there and break down every single moment. I mean, it's just, you kind of get a snapshot of it every time you turn on the news. But uh, the big thing they're talking about is the 40-mile-long uh, caravan of uh, heavy uh, war equipment, I guess, tanks and rocket launchers and shit like that. I did see, I uh, after yesterday, we talked about those two Ukrainian soldiers speaking and I found out they that Ukrainian uh, is a language. I didn't know that until uh, shortly after the show yesterday. Those two soldiers saying that they have an inexhaustible supply of javelins, and I was like, "What is a javelin?" I, I, and uh, and uh, you you may recall in the film War of the Worlds, they 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 launch the rocket at the at the gigantic alien robot or whatever as it's uh, as it's about to die that's a javelin it's a uh, use it and lose it rocket launcher one shot and it is a tank 
busting device. It's basically a missile. It's about yay big, uh, maybe two and a half feet long, the missile. And uh, you basically just hold that fucker up in the air. It goes click and then goes flying off at a high rate of speed. And it's a tank buster. And what it does, the javelin, is it it uh, it almost flies in an arc. And it always hits the top of the tank, which is the um, the weakest armor point of a tank or armored vehicle. And um, blows it the fuck up. One shot. And then you take the launcher and you throw it away. You grab another one. Gone. Well, they're about $173,000 a piece, which I thought would be actually more um, for those things. But um, so they have so many javelins, the Ukrainians. And um, I was watching a video of them uh, shooting these things off. And what's unique about them, they've been around since 1999. Um, Previous tank busting missiles, the launcher... The guy firing it had to like u- utilize his own type of guidance to get it to the target. It required a lot more precision by the user. This one, not so much. You just fucking hold that thing up, shoot it, and it has its own mechanism to it's it's heat guided. So it uh, it picks up the target and then boom, that's it. You just fucking fire the thing and there you go. And uh, in combat, like what they're using, this is turning out to be huge. So you basically, the way warfare is, you get a uh, this gigantic tank with all this artillery on it, and just some guy holding this device can fuck up a tank. Destroy it. So that is pretty cool. And I had an idea. I, 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 I would want to, this would be something, if... We could somehow make it that the audience, we set up a uh, thing where we all give money and buy javelins to send to Ukraine, like by ourselves, private sector, raise the money with the maker, whoever makes those fucking things and pay for javelins and have them sent over to Ukraine. And can you imagine turning on the news? You see a, uh, the only stipulation is you would have to put an Eric Zancho podcast logo on the fucking thing. So they got to slap a sticker on it. You see some Ukrainian dude with, with my face on the fucking thing. Chris says, we're already paying for them. True. I want to buy more because I love this thing. So that's, uh, I kind of focused on that a little bit after the show got done. Found out exactly javelins and stingers. I'm not sure about the stinger. I think it's similar type of device, but, uh, that's what they're utilizing. Um, Terry says, uh, oh yeah, javelins, certainly, certainly they have them in the Olympics, right? What makes you think that that is worth any type of comedy on this show? What do you, do you wake up and say, I'm going to provide absolutely nothing to the Eric Zane show podcast? Because that's what that is right there. That is that, that that's a, uh, think about your jokes. That's, that's the worst dad joke I've heard. And I think they call them the javelin because of the way they, they arc though. So thank you for that. All right, more on this. This Ukrainian works in Spain that I'm about to tell you about. He's a mechanic. And uh, he 
services a yacht, a $7 million yacht owned by some ridiculously rich Russian who is a uh, arms tycoon. And he has this big yacht in a, uh, in a port in Spain. And the guy who is the engineer who t- fixes the motor if it goes weird or anything like that and takes care of the yacht is a Ukrainian. Well, his name is Taras Ostapchuk. And he realized that um, in this well-publicized photo of a of an apartment building in Ukraine that somehow he figured out that the device that did this damage that you see right now on the screen was from one of the weapons made by his boss. So this guy said, all right, fuck that. And went over to the yacht and tried to sink it. Uh, watching footage of a Russian missile missile strike in an apartment building in Kiev, the 55-year-old Ukrainian was devastated. Then he got mad because, by his account, the weapon was supplied by his boss. The, and he doesn't know that. He's just assuming. The owner of the yacht he worked on, the $7 million Lady Anastasia, docked at the uh, Port Adriano on the Spanish island of Mallorca, is a Russian arms tycoon. Um, Ostopchuk decided to seek vengeance and sink the yacht. I told myself, what do I need a job for if I don't have a country? I tell you, these Ukrainians, you do not fuck with them. Americans, they just sit around and do fucking dance on TikTok. A stop Chuck, who was arrested by the Civil Guard National Police, said in court testimony that he viewed his boss as a criminal because he sells weapons that could have been used against Ukrainians. In a court testimony, in court testimony and in media interviews, Stopchuk described opening a valve in the Lady Anastasia's machine room and another in its crew area, not wanting to harm anyone. He said, you better get off the boat. So it wasn't like he told them to get off the boat beforehand. He he opens up this valve and starts flooding the engine compartment of this massive ship. And then he's like, well, you better abandon ship. So they literally had to get off as soon as possible. In my mind, they like had to jump off and land in the water. I don't think they did that, but uh, that would be something. Um, let's see, where was I? Ostopchik was arrested by the Civil Guard National Police. Uh, three crew members protested yelling at Ostopchuk saying, you're crazy. He he reminded them that they too were Ukrainian and that their homeland was being attacked. Other workers summoned authorities. According to court documents reviewed by the Post, officers arrived to find water filling the yacht from two open hatches. They arrested a stop check. Appearing in a Spanish courtroom Sunday, he was unapologetic. unapologetic. I don't regret anything I've done. I'd do it again, he said. He added that Russian forces were attacking innocents. The attorney for Ostopchuk confirmed details of the account in an interview with the uh, with the paper on Monday, Washington Post. She said the judge ordered him to be released. An investigation is underway, she said, and Ostopchuk faces charges of damaging private property. The lawyer said her client felt powerless and hopeless about the situation unfolding in his country. I think this guy might be a little dumb because I don't understand how this fucker can, can look at 
the destruction in that apartment building and say, oh my God, my boss did this. The boss is probably like, fuck, I don't, I, I, come on. I didn't, I, that's not mine. I make landmines for God's sake. I only blow a legs off of refugees that are trying to flee the country. He told me, I admit to what I did, but I'm not a criminal. The criminal said the one who is really guilty here is the owner of the boat. And from his release from detention, Ostopchuk headed back to his homeland on Monday. He planned to fly to Warsaw and take a bus or train to Ukraine's capital of Kiev slash Kiev. As soon as he arrives, he told reporters he'll try to join Ukrainian forces defending the country. Wow. Okay. Um, so there's that. I kind of don't get uh, the whole, I mean, I get it. The whole thing about war crimes. There is a, uh, there, there's rules of engagement in war. And, you know, the, the whole thing is fascinating to me. You know, um, the fact that like whenever I watch World War II videos or you see like uh, Saving Private Ryan and you see the guys with the red cross and their helmet, like the bad guys, the Germans, when they're marching, when they're uh, uh, landing in Normandy, Germans are supposed to leave the red cross guys alone. And they, they they didn't in in every I mean in some cases they did, but I mean if you're there in the heat of battle, uh, why would you let those guys live? I don't think I think it's a rule in war you're not supposed to shoot those dudes, but I mean who's is there some guy is like at a tennis match you know you see a guy on a chair looking watching the match is there some guy at Normandy? Going, all right, hold on. You just shot him. I'm taking notes. What's your name? I'm going to turn you in. I mean, how is that? How is there an honor code? Who the fuck follows the honor code in that? So, because now they keep talking about how in Ukraine, I tell you what, if I'm, if I'm fighting and Russia comes and uh, invades the U.S. and there's, uh, Russian hospital workers with red crosses on their helmets and I've got an M60. I'm going to shoot the fuck out of them first. That's the first. Those are the first people I'm going to shoot because they're going to be the ones healing the Russian fucking idiots who can then come back and kill me in their invasion of Michigan. So I would say the first people I'm going to shoot are the hospital workers. So I've never understood rules of engagement and, and war crimes. To me, it's all Horrible criminal activity. That's what fucking crazy. Um, but now they're talking about how um, the Russians are, are are targeting civilian places and things like that. And it's like, yeah, it's not really defined in a way that makes this easy to police, you know? I mean, holy shit. There was a, what was that country in Germany that I talked about recently? that um, the Germans or the British bombed the shit out of. Uh, I mean, to me, it's all a war crime, right? So the Russians are like, oh, wait, no, we didn't do anything, man. It was, uh, if anything, it was just like a stray missile or something like, oh, how do you even police this? This whole thing is weird to me, but um, anyway. So the yacht gets temporary or kind of partially sunk. Uh, you've got war crimes 
um, accusations of war crimes. Closer to home, uh, D. Snyder posted something that I'd like to share. And I think it's perfect. D. Snyder from a, a Twisted Sister fame. Now, this guy, God, he says some cool shit from time to time, and I just love him. All right? And the story goes that the song, We're Not Gonna Take It by Twisted Sister, is uh, is being adopted or somebody's using it in, in videos of, like, Ukrainians defending their country. And D's like, yeah, use that shit, man. Come on. I Anything to help. By all means, use the song. Have a great time. And all right. And then uh, some of these anti-vaxxers or shitheaded MAGA hat wearing dickheads, COVID deniers. I'm like, yeah, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What are you doing, D? We tried to get that song to be used when we were putting our videos together of us protesting mask mandates, man. How come you're letting those Ukrainians use it and you didn't let us use it when we're fighting fighting for freedom here at home, D? What the fuck, man? This is D's response to you dickheads. People are asking me why I endorse the use of we're not going to take it for the Ukrainian people and did not for the anti-maskers. Well, one use is for a righteous battle against oppression. The other is an infantile feet stomping against an inconvenience. (laughs) Holy shit. D. Snyder just destroyed you. You got just got destroyed by a dude who puts on whore makeup and uh, rocks out on stage with a cod piece in his pants. How does that taste? Motherfucker, that is fantastic. Whew. I love that. Thank you to whoever sent sent me that. All right. But no, that's not all. That's not all that I have here concerning things going on in Ukraine. And I, I'm going to bring in a inquisitive soul who has uh, some, some things he wants to bounce off of me about Russia and Ukraine coming up next. I'm going to pick up the phone and reach out. Um, to the one and only Rick from TC Paintball, who I think can be described as not knowing shit about shit. He reached out to me and said, okay, I have very uneducated thoughts on Russia and Ukraine. I'd like to bounce off you. So I said, perfect. I'll call you tomorrow. Thank you to Swanston, who's now following on Twitch. I appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. I heard from... um, Hold on a second. Nick says, 
Meh, I don't give a shit what D. Schne- D. Schneider, it's Snyder, has to say. Zaniac, uh, Nick says, he hasn't been relevant in 20 years. Why start now? That's not true. D is, uh, first of all, a prominent radio person. He has the House of Hair radio show that's been on for decades. And uh, he's actually quite popular. You may not like him because you're too short to reach the radio to turn to the station uh, that carries his show. And you're a fuckhead. So... I think it's because you dissed D. Snyder. We have to sit you down for 10 minutes. I am in the mood. I am in a mood to sit you patriots down. Okay? Enjoy that. Terry with another dad joke says he's also famous for his, his pretzels. And for now, the second shitty dad joke uh, you are getting a timeout too. That is te- that is three timeouts. I have given out 30 minutes of timeouts today. Kent is back. He appears to be behaving. We shall see. Yeah, I am swinging for the fences today. I am not I don't give two shits. Talk poorly about D Snyder. What are you, crazy? What if I told you that the president of Ukraine, Voldemir, which is remarkably close to Lord Voldemort, Voldemir Zelensky, once appeared on Ukrainian television playing the piano with his cock. You'd be like, what the fuck? No, that is a thing. Zelensky, I had no idea. In fact, I clicked on this video and I went, wait, this looks like Zelensky. It's because it is Zelensky. Lucian Rob wrote Ukrainian Barry, a.k.a. the GD president. He's the one on the left. Here's further information from his Wikipedia page. Now, I don't know about you, but the world was introduced to Zelensky when the story came out about when Trump blocked $400 million of military aid to Ukraine to pressure Zelensky during the July phone call between those two. Uh, hey, I'm not going to give you $400 million unless if you investigate wrongdoing by Joe and Hunter Biden, which is complete bullshit. And then, by the way, Trump's like, oh, yeah, I'm the biggest supporter of Ukraine, uh, though Putin's a genius. Uh, yeah, I, I, Biden's doing it all wrong. Yeah, do you think they could have used $400 million in military aid, you orange fuck? Uh, Hunter Biden took a board seat on the Ukrainian natural gas company, uh, Burzma Holdings. That was uh, the catalyst for the Trump-Ukraine scandal and the impeachment inquiry against Donald Trump. Zelensky has denied he was pressured by Trump and declared that he does not want to interfere in a foreign election. Yeah, nice try. We all know he did it. 
fuck Trump. Well, anyway, that's about the first time we had found out about Zelensky. However, shit, um, this guy played the piano with his cock. He used to be in like comedy and entertainment. That was his, that was his thing. At age 17, he uh, uh, joined the local KV and a comedy competition team and was soon invited to join the United Ukrainian team, which performed in the KVN's major league. I guess they have comedy leagues, whatever. Uh, he's been in several uh, uh, feature films. He's been a voice actor, and he was on this TV show. And I'm not exactly sure what the what the name of this TV show is, but... Not only is this ridiculous that the president of Ukraine played the piano with his dick, but look at the uh, uh, wails of laughter by these Ukrainians who have low standards for comedy. This is really stupid. All right, so here you go. This is it. You, you, it's foreign language, but you'll get the idea. Темы на вариации Балтийского берега за роялем братья Цицко. Okay, now Zelensky's on the left. There he is. Not him. The other guy. Okay, now, uh, I understand, obviously, if you listen to the audio podcast, it's similar to yesterday. Yesterday's audio podcast, I had that clip of those two dudes speaking Ukrainian, bitching at the Russians. I cut the whole thing out. I left like two seconds of it, and then I put the note. I edited it. You got to watch it. So in the show notes, you'll be able to see it. But for the rest of you live on Twitch, let's enjoy it. Now watch. Right now, you can see them fumbling with their pants. The grand piano would be covering the dicks of Zelensky and his uh, uh, big-headed pal here. And Zelensky's fumbling with his pants. So's the other guy. And then look at they drop their pants. And what look at these people howl with laughter. Now we're supposed to believe that these two are playing the piano with their dicks. And these people eat it up. They're like, oh my god, he's got a very powerful dick. By the way, I've seen a lot of Ukrainian women in the news. What a, what a, even the, even the old women are beautiful. Ukrainian women are almost as attractive as Armenian women. Oh my God. Even the old senior citizens are hot and bangable. Oh, like every sh- uh, shot you see of these chicks in the crowd, they're all like fucking stone cold stunners. Zelensky's wife is a total babe too. That uh, is Ukrainian for I'm about to bang this piano with my meaty cock. See, look at it. She's hot. Her mom's hot. 
this guy. He is laughing uproariously at this stupidity. All they're doing is playing any fucking sound backstage. And these guys are bending their knees to make it look like they're banging the piano with their dicks. This is so stupid. And this guy is dying. Look at Look at his wife's like, get the fuck off me, you Ukrainian, Ukrainian fuck. Uh, she's hot. Look at her. All right, let's fuck this shit. This is so stupid. But that is uh, that is the dude. Incredible. Ah. Uh, Ken says, I love that the Johnson's logo is up for this segment. Yeah. (laughs) How about that? Zelensky was also on their version of Dancing with the Stars. I don't know, Zane. You have the hots for Gretchen Whitmer. Dude, you may not like her politics. But Gretchen Whitmer is a fucking knockout. I don't care what you what you tell me most of you a clumsy degenerate red state maga scum know that whitmer is attractive but you don't like the fact that she's a democrat and then you say stupid things because of that but i am uh much smarter than you and i look beyond the politics and i know for a fact she is a remarkably attractive lady what the fuck is wrong with you she is a very attractive lady and when you get my age that age is attractive i don't look at young women and go oh my god she's so hot i don't you know I might say, yes, she's attractive, or yes, she's hot, but I'm not turned on by young people. I I look at women that are about, I don't know, 48 to 60, because I'm in that window. So, yes, she is attractive. Nate, who is one of you MAGA scum, writes not attractive now wasn't attractive when he was on the Wheaties box so that's a joke suggesting that she looks like Bruce Jenner you see you let politics get into it and you're just a stupid uh, asshole I'm glad you're moving to whatever state it is you're leaving to that is we we can't have you leave quick enough you get out You should leave your family behind because they're obviously more intelligent than you. Okay? By the way, I sent Nate to the hockey game um, over the weekend. I threw out on my Twitter page that I was uh, giving away tickets to the hockey game. And I said that I... um, Looking for, I have four center ice lower bowl tickets for the hockey game tonight, uh, Saturday night. For one of you, they go to whoever can say the meanest, funniest thing possible about your old pal Eric. Say nothing is off limits. Please only try if, if you can actually attend. 
you have till 4 p.m. Nate was one of the people who contributed. He writes, I'm moving my family to Kentucky just to get out of the same state as you. A big nose, Gretchen Jenner loving, Nazi troll. I'm still surprised your wife hasn't fired you from the house with that pathetic podcast you spew out of it daily. So he won with that. It is fantastic. All right. So that's where I stand. That uh, officially concludes my portion of the Ukrainian update in the news. I hope no one dies today, but I'm guessing many will in all seriousness. Let's see. Let's uh, bring in the one and only Rick from TC Paintball. Okay, hang on a second. Do it again. You look so amazing in that sundress. Is Kenny listening? He likes that one. Does he, does he uh, say that he doesn't like it as he, as he voiced that before? He doesn't like anything. No, no, no. Kenny doesn't like much. You're right. But no. Kenny really likes when I do that, I think. No, no I, I, I'm guessing he'll make, he'll, he'll, he'll make some comment or something like that. But it, it, anyway, uh, welcome in. Rick from TC Paintball. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Never better. You got the kids off to school okay? I did. They got on the bus, and uh, I did some battle on 96. The left lane there, a bunch of idiots. I wish I had one of them javelins, but uh, at 172 grand a pop, oh my god! Yeah, those things are cool. If you, uh, I, I think I should link up some video of, um, of some tests being done. You see how they work. It's really great, fantastic, yeah. fantastic. It always, take, it always takes me back to the movie uh, Red Dawn, the original one with uh, when they had the RPGs. Right, rocket-propelled grenades, which basically you kind of have to eyeball and hope right. that, it, that hope that it hits. Now, war is incredible. Nowadays, you can be basically a ragtag uh, population of people, and um, the amount of technology that is being made to this ragtag population of Ukrainians is is really going to uh, spoil the party, I think, for the Russians. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, I mean, why not when you can be secretly funded by, by a world power, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. And I don't even think it's secretly, you know, I mean, right. I think basically, um, the U S is like, Hey, uh, we're going to let, uh, you know, all of the civilians basically kick the ass of the Russians. So every man, woman, and child has a javelin to blow up Russian tanks. But it throws off your numbers, right? When you're trying to consider how many troops you're taking, how much equipment you're taking, how many troops they have. If all the civilians are fighting too, it kind of it kind of throws a monkey wrench into those plans a little bit. Right on, Rick. Right on. Well, I see you wrote that you have some uneducated thoughts, which is pretty much everything associated with this podcast um, on the entire Russian-Ukraine thing. So please. Well, I don't have anything profound. I mean, I was when I sent that message, I was just 
I was referencing more of a conversation you and I would have on the phone and not in front of everybody else. So I don't, I mean, if you're waiting on me to say something oh. profound or dynamic, no. I really don't have it. No, no. But, I just, I, I, I thought you had questions or something because you actually wrote, I have uneducated thoughts or questions about the conflict. No, I mean, just, you know, there's a lot of people talking about it turning into a nuclear, uh, nuclear endeavor, which I don't think is going to happen, but you know, I mean, you know your history and obviously you know it's been documented that i do enjoy my history and my history podcast you know every time russia gets invaded it's through the, through the ukraine and they said before they didn't want a nato power next to them at their doorstep and it, that was going to be a problem i mean i think it would be the same thing if uh, if uh, russia you know became close friends with mexico and started setting up shop down there and uh, we'd probably be doing the same thing we'd probably invade and say okay enough of that we're going to protect our borders and you know i don't i don't believe there's really well, I, I got to preface this because I think Putin probably is a little bit evil. He's a he's just a madman. But I just when you when you bring nationalism into things, I don't know that good and evil really is valid anymore because everyone's trying to do what they're trying to do for their own personal salvation in their own country. So you know, most of what they're doing probably they think is the right thing to do. I don't think they're they're trying to go out and kill Ukrainians. I think they're trying to protect their borders. And I'm not pro-Russian. I mean, don't 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 let me uh, don't let me right. So that's assuming that um, if Russia is like, hey, our big concern is a mass of troops building at the Ukrainian border, which there, I don't know if there was like a I don't think there was a NATO force or anything. I think basically it's kind of like been these two have been staring each other in the face for a couple of decades. Right. Right. You know, and, and I just don't think, you know, I, I have a hard time giving opinions and listening to other people's opinions that don't live in Europe. Because Europe is completely different than where we live, you know. I mean, they've got there's powers next to them. We don't have real powers next to us. We're pretty isolated over here. We have oceans in between and stuff, and we uh, we're pretty sovereign. But you know, over there, it's a different story. And you know, that's why World War One started because you had a whole bunch of big bullies all on the same block, and someone had to throw the first punch, and that's what happened. So I, I think it's a different world over there. Well, now you and I, you live in Kent County. I live in Ottawa County. What if? Um, you know, the various scumbags that live in Allegan County decided to amass at the border with rocks and what other weaponry, maybe some rope and horses. And I mean, that's what it would be like being that close to a population of people. That is something that Americans haven't really ever had to experience, just like you were saying. Obviously, no threat from Canada, no threat from Mexico, um, really. So that is a weird way to live. I can't imagine living under that specter. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's just a different world, a completely different dynamic than we're used to. You know, we when we hear about world conflicts, they're always half a world away. Well, almost always, uh, you know, almost always half a world away, and we're pretty isolated from them. So it's easy to have an opinion when we know we're relatively safe. You know, shit could hit the fan, and we could get involved uh, stateside, but it's pretty unlikely. Um, it, it's it's just it's hard to it's hard to really understand what those people are going through or how they live their lives. Yeah, it's very scary. Very scary. I'm assuming you'll be watching the State of the Union address this evening, right, Rick? No, no, no. I'll I'll be watching something on Netflix. I'm sure. <laughs> okay. When uh, what what are your thoughts about Paintball War 18? I was looking at my calendar. I've got a lot of busy weekends coming up, but a, a free one I think is the end of March, the 27th. Um, that's between a couple tournament dates that I have, and I'm not out of town. If we want to make that happen on the 27th, I can make that. Uh, I can make that come true for sure. 
Okay, let me take a quick look. I have to look at it upside down. Okay, the 26th is... Okay, 27th is Sunday. Yes, I have that free. Is that what you said, the 27th? 27th, yep. That'd be yeah, a... I'm, I'm into it. If you want to plan on that day, we can start uh, promoting that right now. March 27th, Paintball War 18. Man, 18 of them, huh? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, it's It's been Rick, uh, at, I don't know if everybody knows the history, but when I got fired from Free Beer and Hot Wings in uh, February of 16, Rick may have been the first person to reach out to me who said, hey, why don't we uh, partner up or something like that? And, you know, I basically it was like he gave me a few hundred bucks and I hung up a little uh, a TC paintball cloth. It was like a rag, wasn't it? Yeah, like a microfiber rag. Yep. It's a microfiber rag I hung up behind me in my living room, and he paid me for that. And uh, that was, and you were at the old location when that happened. Yeah, I remember you. I remember the day that you walked in for our meeting with your with your cute little vest on and stuff. And I'm like, man, he he looks taller on the radio. <laughs> Shit. And uh, the rest is history. And then, uh, of course, two years, uh, nine months of radio. I don't. Were you on the radio at all? No. Okay. No, I, radio. I always considered radio advertising too expensive. Um, so when you ended up not being on the radio, but still had a lot of your audience, and the free beer and hot wings audience was kind of split on the whole thing, um, I, th- I thought that was a good opportunity that you yeah. probably needed some money for the short term, and I needed some guerrilla marketing. So right. I thought it worked well, and it's still working well. Do thank you. I do any, and I appreciate that very much. It's been a lot, an incredible lifeline. Um, do 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 you ever hear from radio companies about marketing? No, not lately at all. I I think I did before. Well, when they used to have employees, number one. But I think I did before. Uh, um, uh, before I got you know into bed with you. I think anybody that pays attention to what you have going on knows knows that I'm there too. So I think they don't approach. Oh. Um, but but before that, I would get calls. I mean, I I did a TV commercial a long time ago. Uh, on cable TV, um, b- just be- because I was approached, I got talked into, it and I thought I would give it a try. I still have a copy of it somewhere, and I did a few other radio promos, uh, but nothing real heavy. And it was always very selective, and I tried to try to get the best bang for my buck and whatnot. Um, but n- lately, I mean, I haven't been approached in years now. Wow, interesting. Okay, uh, anything on the horizon for our favorite professional paintball player, Rick, in terms of tournaments? And things oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, our season starts. We've uh, we actually got our layout last weekend. We were down in Indiana this last weekend. This weekend we'll be down in Indianapolis for their Indiana um, practicing another semi-pro team. And then our first event is in Florida. Um, I leave a week from tomorrow to head to Florida for that weekend. Okay. Uh, I'm going to bang on the door of the local Ukrainian church and the local <laughs> Russian church and see if we can get some real heat going for Paintball War 18. We should get Datsuk and uh, Ovechkin here. <laughs> All right. Very good, Rick. Hey, I appreciate you, okay? Yeah, I'll talk to you, sir. All right, talk to you. There you go, Rick from TC Paintball. Legend. That's awesome. Thank you, buddy. Good to hear from you. You know, if you ever want to talk with Rick about something uh, that he's really passionate about, uh, mention... The Kennedy assassination. Oh, boy. He is all in that Kennedy was not killed by a lone gunman. 
Okay. He, that is, whew. Do not get him. If you, if you want to get him started, just be prepared because it's going to take a while. Block out a couple hours of time. He's got like evidence exhibits within arm's reach at all times. So if you ever want to talk to him about that, I'm telling you, he can, he makes a compelling argument that Kennedy was assassinated by something else other than Lee Harvey Oswald. Now, when he talks about it, I don't listen because he's crazy. So I just like, ah, fuck. I don't believe this. Anyway, I don't believe shit you're saying. I don't believe any of what you're talking about because I am a lone gunman guy. Okay. I am the opposite and I'm right. Rick is not right. He's wacky about the whole thing. All right. I just had him on my side. Now I lost him again. Holy shit. How does that keep happening? Kate says, I like it when Rick calls in. Well, that's, that's cool. Nice to hear from Rick without a veiled threat of unsponsorship. Uh, Kyle says, was he one of those Q idiots who thought JFK was coming back to run with orange crush? Yes, he, he, he was, he was, he's a, he's wearing a QAnon t-shirt right now. All right. Jesse says, I guess Rick isn't mad at Zane. Then Rick says, don't get me started. Well, he is now he is now because I hung up on him and then I proceeded to put him in this light and that's my job. Does Rick listen to plain talk John? He mentioned the same premise the other day on his show about if Russia set up shop in Mexico or Cuba, we would probably be unhappy too. Right. But the U.S. and the U.N. is not setting up shop in Ukraine. That hasn't happened. So, you know. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. I don't, I mean, I don't know. Adam says the scumbags in Allegan County have been arming themselves for years. Kent says Allegan County would have nooses and white robes. Russia, Rig 625 says Russia has Estonia, Lithuania, and Latvia on their border. All NATO countries, Rick. Oh, no. Oh, no. See, I didn't claim to know. Rick probably heard that shit on Joe Rogan. That's what Rick does. He listens to Joe Rogan, who is 99% wrong out of everything. It's either, this is, here's Joe Rogan. 99% of what he said, it says is either wrong or racist or inflammatory in some way. You know? Then 1% is actually, you know, fact. There you go. All right. The show happens on Patreon when I'm all done with this one. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Thank you so much if you've been supporting the Patreon. More podcasting. 15 plus hours of podcasting each and every day. Uh, supposed to have a show with uh, Throat Slash Dale today. Smarter than a former drug dealer trivia. 
Yes, that is uh, that is happening. Just got confirmation. We will have a uh, a game to play. I believe it's is it Brian? God, I always forget this guy's name. Uh, Brian, yes, Brian M is taking on Dale. Brian out of South Carolina is taking on Dale in trivia. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Five or ten bucks a month. Sign up and enjoy more podcasting. Okay. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage brings you the open. 231-332-6505. Thank you to Mario and his team over there for uh, helping get people mortgages. If you're looking for a second mortgage, a refi, your first mortgage, whatever it may be, uh, call upon Mario. He can help you, of course, if you have a great credit score and if your credit score is uh, not so great. And I like to always stress that um, not every person who does mortgages uh, is in that type of uh, realm. They might be like, oh, God, I got a guy with a low credit score and he wants a small loan. Oh, my. Uh, I roll. I roll. Try to pass them off to somebody else. Not Mario. No, 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 no. 231-332-6505. Call today. My policy shop insurance. That is Frank the Tank Fuss. You may need a supplemental health insurance policy. You're looking at what your workplace offers. You have workplace insurance. You think, oh, I'm covered. Not so fast. Sometimes your workplace will offer you a supplemental insurance policy, but not all the time. So if you get sick or something happens to you, maybe you're in a car wreck or something like that, uh, not all of those insurance costs are going to be covered in some cases by your employer insurance because employer insurance sometimes stinks. Yeah, price goes up every year on your premiums, but uh, the coverage decreases. Well, you can fill in all those gaps with a supplemental health insurance policy. And that can also protect you if you have to sit back and um, can't earn a paycheck. That supplemental policy costs very little and you get oh so much. Reach out with a call or text to Frank to find out more information. This is just your simple fact-finding mission. Just reach out to him and say, hey, Frank, Eric Zane talks about this. What is it? Do I need it? How do I, what do I do? And he tells you everything you need to know. He, I'm telling you, he takes care of everything. And you don't pay a dime for his services. You buy a policy. Well, of course you're going to pay for that. But for what he's doing for you, zero cost. You got to tap his brain on one of several topics. What I just talked to you about. Also, a life insurance policy. uh, Medicare. If that's you or someone you know or love in the near future, 65 years old, or perhaps buying insurance through uh, Obamacare, which is what your old pal Eric Zane does. 616-914-4070. In fact, my daughter Jacqueline, I haven't talked about this yet, but she just got fired. Uh, That's what she called about on the Patreon on Friday when she called and said, I don't want to be on the podcast. And I turned the mic down. She says to me, I just got fired. They fired all the inside salespeople. So Diana's out of work, or not Diana. Uh, Jacqueline is out of work. Everybody got shit canned at her uh, at her place. So she just talked to Frank because uh, the the workplace is like you can get Cobra. Cobra's a scam. It is such bullshit. 
No, no, no. She went and got a policy on the marketplace. Frank took care of her. 616-914-4070. Now I'm stuck, or Frank's stuck with me for the next year. He bought one year of marketing at a greatly reduced price, fucker. Anyway, he bargained the hell out of me. I was not prepared for that. He kicked my ass. Anyway, uh, it's important you call on Frank. All right? And say, Frank, Eric Zane sent me 616-914-4070 for any of the shit that I just talked about. Full House Comedy has comedy coming to the area. Hal Sparks is in town this week. I'm going to talk to him tomorrow. Uh, If you want to see where and uh, buy tickets, go to fullhousecomedy.com. All right, I got a lot of show left and not enough time to get it done. Stand by, I need water. In fact, no, I better not. I was going to cram one more sponsor in here, but I was like, eh, I'll just wait. Let me just hold off on that. All right. What else is burning on the brain? What else is burning on the brain? I have an update on this cop out of uh, the community of DeWitt, Michigan, near the Lansing area. Thank you to Adam, Adam S., I believe, who reached out to me with this. This, what you're about to see, is the reinstating of Officer Stump. Officer Stump is the guy in the light-colored shirt. And then this dude across from him was the dumb shit from the charter who tried to railroad him out of his job because it was taking too long for him to heal from an in-the-line-of-duty injury. I don't remember if I talked about this on the Patreon or the free podcast yesterday. By the way, yes, I just turned up the volume a little bit. Sorry about that. That is the township clerk. Okay, so that's not the bad guy, right, Adam? Adam, I should probably get you on to help me tell this story. You should... You should like email me your phone number or leave it right there in the chat if you want. I don't give a shit if you don't mind. I don't think anybody's going to call you and say, hey, tell me what happened. Because I kind of, you were there to see this happen. Adam was so pissed off that he actually went to one of, to, to this meeting. And this dude, this uh, uh, stump guy. Stump was fired like two years ago. Stump was, um, they were trying to uh, uh, get this woman in control who was driving and she was a menace on the roads and uh, she was a drunk driving deal and she's hammered and they're trying to slow her down and Stump put out the spike strips and to to like, uh, uh, but despite that, thank you, Adam. um, She kept driving and then she finally wanted to kill herself so she drove across the medium 
median and then crashed head on into stump and it fucked him up bad. So uh, that stopped her. Stump lived. She lived. She's in trouble. But the big story, thank you, is um, Stump, while recovering, was fired. And the the bad guy in this story said, yeah, it's taking too long to recover. You're fired. <laughs> the fuck? By the way, I think I had your number already. Hey, Adam, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Very well. And you you went to this meeting yesterday, right? I did. Now, you didn't know, uh, ultimately, if he was going to get sworn in yesterday, but they actually did reinstate him, correct? Um, that is correct. So what... So, so Mr. Township uh, uh, Manager was basically saying, directed the board, say please tell me to open negotiations with the union to further his benefits until February of 23. Okay. So they wanted to keep him recovering, uh, like healthcare, things like that. Keep him paid while he recovers. Yes. Okay. So, and they, they allowed that to happen. Yes. Yep. So the board, the board said, Go ahead, um, go ahead and do that. And I mean, they finally got to that after three hours of, you know, the meeting of public comments and things like that last night. It was, it was something else. Uh, where was there a lot of like fist pounding, pissed off people talking at the podium, things like that? Um, yeah, yeah, especially uh, Mrs. Stump. I'd say she she was very, she kept it together, but boy, was she pissed. My God, I can't imagine getting him. And, and didn't they fire him with like an affidavit? They like sent him a note saying it's taking too long to recover. We're uh, we're uh, cutting you loose. Yes, and I actually spoke to his union rep last night at the meeting. So there was no, like, so Officer Stump was summoned to come to the township office. And he let his union rep know about 10 minutes before that meeting, like, hey, can you come into this? And then uh, Andrew Demchik, the township supervisor, manager excuse me um he was basically no it's taking too long see you later wow and the and then the so the union is is also filing a grievance so the other the other character in this is like the township attorney whom i think is kind of the kind of leading the charge behind, behind all this but she i mean lawyers with happy clients don't get paid right um so I think she was part, she's part of the problem too, because she's like, well, the union contract states that we had to terminate him. I'm like, what? So it was bad optics. Mr. Manager guy was, you know, back pedaling as soon as that, you know, the topic came up. Yeah. Didn't he indicate, and I think you indicated to me, he said something like, oh yeah, he used the old, uh, this is a teachable moment and I'm going to do better. Yeah. Yeah. So right yeah, so right when um, Mrs. Stump, she was the first one to speak out of everybody. Yeah. Um, then he, then the manager was like, "Yep, I messed up. This is a teachable moment." I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah." Okay, so well, ultimately he's getting a new hip, and this was all the hip injury was because of obviously the the crash that happened in the line of duty when he's trying to protect the public. Yes. So. 
he's going to get the hip. He's going to recover, and then he'll be able to be working again. Is that what we're being led to believe? That's what we're being led to believe. Well, yeah, they he's sworn in again. So, I mean, that's I, I doubt that they would, you know, I mean, that, that obviously means, hey, you're a cop again. It is. He's just not on active duty right now just because he's not obviously right. away there. Yeah. Yep. This is not a big community. They only have like 17 cops there. And right. uh, so, all right. And it's, I mean, I understand that uh, they've got budgets and things like that, but this is absolutely what is right. Is there some speculation that the, um, the guy who was the troublemaker for the township, him and Stump uh, don't get along because Stump was a union rep and did a good job in, uh, in various negotiations? Yes. That is that was very much what the other from talk speak with the officers last night. That's exactly what you know part of it is, and they feel like they have a bullseye on their back now. Okay, well, this is well. You know what? Though all it takes is the glaring eye of the public and the media, and people have a tendency to straighten out. It's really amazingly effective. It really is. Mm-hmm. Well, take take a look at this. I mean, here we are, days after this story started to spread around the world. He's getting sworn in again. Right. So I think um, I think fuckhead is going to be behaving. I think so, too. I think so, too. All right. Hey, um, what's your history? Have we spoken before? We have. Uh, years ago, I um, we first came in direct con- somewhat direct contact since uh, former playing with the drug throat slash Dale, that game. Oh. Um, yeah. Um, I played that a few years ago, um, but I used to listen to you on the old show, uh-huh. and then I was co-listening for about five years, and then um, about a year, less than a year ago, I, did, I quit the other show. You you gave it up. You said, I'm done. No more. Five years. Oh, yeah. boy. Oh, well. Jeez. So, and you're, in, and you're in the Lansing area, correct? Yeah. Yep. I, uh, I grew up in Allegan, but then... When I was in my late teens, I moved, my family moved to the Lansing area. Have I ever said anything on this show that made you so angry you shut it off? No. <laughs> well, I'll I'll have to try harder then. Yeah, even though even with the elegant digs, I can't disagree. <laughs> it's all true. I mean. Okay, Adam, thanks for the update on the story. I appreciate that. <laughs> Absolutely. Have a good day. Eric. All right, buddy. You too. There you go. Bye. That is uh, Adam S. Out of the Lansing area uh, of Michigan. Can you believe that? The guy, the cop gets badly hurt in the line of duty by a lady, and I and she was trying to kill herself. So she said, all right, there's a cop. And then she hit him head on, and he got fucked up. I mean, it was bad. And uh, he's still trying to get out of that deal. You know, he's uh, it's taken a long time. He's had all sorts of uh, setbacks that have uh, that have slowed him down in his recovery. And you shouldn't be when you're trying to get healthy, have to deal with this type of bullshit. My God, shame on those fucking idiots. Yeah, figure it out, asshole. This isn't a game here. This is just terrible. I'm just so glad that. That he got sworn in again, so hopefully everything will continue to uh, proceed appropriately. Uh, speaking of more bullshit on a more uh, national, around-the-world uh, scale, um, 
The name Hugh Jackson may ring a bell. Uh, His name may ring a bell because he was the guy who, when you remember that uh, football coach named Brian Flores who sued the NFL? Um, They said, uh, he's like, hey, man, I didn't get hired. Uh, It was the one, Flores was the guy that Belichick reached out to him thinking it was another guy because Belichick's such a clumsy fuck. And, um, said, yeah, hey, congratulations on the job. Uh, and it was actually the white guy who got the job in Florida. It's like, holy shit, it started that whole lawsuit thing. Uh, radio voice, Linda says, by the way, the Steelers hired Flores as an assistant. Yeah, they, <laughs> it makes sense. They created the Rooney rule. Um, but anyway, Hugh um, Jackson, is that, is that what I said his name was? Yeah, Hugh Jackson used to coach the Cleveland Browns and He's one of these black dudes who said, well, you know, not only that, he was involved in this because he said that the Jet, the the Browns, because one of the Dolphins, uh, Flores said that the Dolphins tried to pay him to lose games on purpose. And Hugh Jackson said, yeah, the Browns did the same thing for me, man. They tried to get me to lose games on purpose. Jackson is the head football coach of uh, Grambling State University. And he just hired a guy by the name of Art Bryles, who, wow, he was involved in a real shit show. So people are like, why did you hire Art Bryles? So while they're looking into why he hired Art Bryles, they found out some more shit about Hugh Jackson. First of all, he chose to hire former Baylor coach Art Bryles as his offensive coordinator. Bryles was fired from Baylor years ago, back in 2016, because he was covering up, well, there was al- sexual allegation cover-ups were alleged against him and other coaches on his staff. It was ugly. It was a horrible, horrible thing. Um, and Jackson's statement, Um, was we believe that through the hiring of Coach Bryles and the well-developed programs we have in place, this hire will be instrumental in teaching others the importance of knowing how to prevent victimization, proper reporting procedures. So basically he said, yeah, this is actually a good hire for us. You know, we're going to hire the guy who covered up all the rape and then we're going to have him close by. And then if there's ever an allegation of rape, we're going to say, hey, you don't want to be like this guy. We got to have him. That's what he's saying there. Yeah, this is a reminder that uh, you don't cover up rape because this fuckhead's one of our coaches. Now, I know that sounds really fucked up. That's because it is. What? So that's bad. This hire will be instrumental in teaching others the importance of knowing how to prevent victimization, proper reporting procedures, provide adequate resources to individuals who have been victimized. You know, all the shit Bryles circumvented and develop strong law enforcement partnerships within the community. So everybody was scratching their heads like, how the fuck? Why would you? Aren't you like Mr. Woke Coach? You know, um, you would think that uh, somebody who's trying to um, 
talk about equality in sports as a black head coach and um, a coach of a black college, Grambling State, you're going to hire some white piece of shit who's covered up all this shit. By the way, I don't know if Art Bryles is white or black. Art Bryles, let's see. He's white. I thought so. I was like, wait a minute. Oh, no. <laughs> I might have done it again. Remember remember a couple weeks ago when I said Eli Whitney was a black guy? <laughs> hey, welcome. It's Eric Zencho. Welcome to Celebrating Black History. Uh, take a look at Eli Whitney here. So, um, once this ridiculous hire took place, that if you're going to do a ridiculous hire like that, you're going to want to make sure that your house is in order. Because if it's not, someone's going to find out about you. And they have. Hugh Jackson uh, has a charity foundation the huge ja- the uh the hugh jackson foundation it was founded in 2017 this foundation was put in place to help address educate and prevent human trafficking so you have he's in charge of this foundation for that he's gonna hire the assistant coach who covers up rape And people start poking around your foundation. This is what has been discovered. Dan Murphy from ESPN tweets out. In 2019, the Hugh Jackson Foundation collected $158,000 for to benefit, uh, to help address, educate, and prevent human trafficking. One hundred and fifteen thousand of those dollars went to the foundation's sole paid employee, and fifteen thousand more dollars was spent on travel. They gave out four thousand dollars in grants to address, educate, and prevent human trafficking. Oh no. Oh, boy. Wow. Uh, what's that site called? Charity Watch or something like that that you can look up to see if something's shitty? How about that ma- uh, math right there? Well, the, twit, uh, the Twitter handle, at Hugh Jackson FDN, chirped back and made it worse. Now, all this guy did was just posted what's on the books. Simple investigative work. You can see you know, that charities have to report this shit. So these guys reported, like, uh, hopefully no one will notice that uh, somebody's getting $115,000 in salary and another $15,000 uh, to travel. At Hugh Jackson FDN writes, what you failed to report is where that money came from. Uh-huh. Hugh himself was the largest donor and he personally donated over 75% of the funds. Uh Uh-huh. 
I personally donated from my salary back to the organization as well. Our records are clean. They may be, but you're still paying a person close to you $115,000 and $4,000 of the $158,000 collected went to actual people who could benefit from your charity. You asshole. Oh my God. Woo. Oh my God. Jason Schaefer says, wow, I'm going to start a quote foundation and retire. Man. Some of the comments. This person writes, ah, yes. The classic 83% administrative cost. The nonprofit standard. Uh, This person wrote, yeah, so this is a fraud. And retweeted out Dan Murphy's tweet. Derek writes, Hugh Jackson, stand-up citizen and professional con artist. Stuart Mandel wrote, this whole situation is infuriating. Justin writes, once again, something involving Hugh Jackson stinks to high heaven. Adam writes, my man's a walking L. I can't even lie. There you go. So you hire the guy who loves rape. And then it's revealed that your charity, which is supposed to, you know, help out people, um, you know, who might be victims of human trafficking. You're basically defrauding people or somehow finding a way to pay someone close to you. Oh my God. What a mess. Embarrassing. I hope it, I hope it's criminal. So that guy can be thrown in jail. Holy shit. Okay. Today's the day tag accounting, uh, in less than five hours. Less than six hours, I will be with the tax hobbit. Today is the day. This is everything inside of here is the Eric Zane Show podcast. This is my Brian Callahan portfolio that he gave me. And inside of here is a ton of 1099s and documents and shit all piled up. I've got all my little things. I did my preparations. All I had to do is gather all this shit. And I'm going to sit next to the tax hobbit and we're going to figure this shit out. Fingers crossed that we can escape. It's weird. Uh, You're like, how does that even happen? Well, this is what happens. The podcast, you have made this podcast so damn successful um, that every year the government gives me, your old pal Eric Zane, a tax subsidy on health insurance. Okay? I It's like when you, you know how like when you get your paycheck, you see you pay for some and your employer pays for the other? Well, tell you what, I'm going to get into the story in a second. Let me just first of all tell you, tag accounting, 616-301-9516. Okay. There's still time for you to reach out to Troy. You've got till whatever, April, whatever it is, to get your taxes done. Uh, have your personal taxes done by Troy. 
the tax hobbit. Call the office. Talk to Barbara or PJ. 616-301-9516. Say, Eric Zane sent me. I want Troy to do my taxes. Okay? And um, doesn't matter where you are in the U.S. Like, for example, all the stuff that's in this folder, you'd have to upload it on his online portal. I choose to do it in person. You can do that, too, if you want. But if you're not in the immediate area, like if you're in New York State or Maine or whatever, Tennessee, you got to upload it to the portal. But it's cool. He's going to let you know what day your taxes are being done. Keep your phone handy in case he has a question for you. And then your taxes get done. Your money shows up in your account. Voila, you're done. Doesn't cost you an arm and a leg, too. I'm guessing for the average return... 100 bucks, 125 tops. Perfect. Reach out to tag accounting 616-301-9516. Uh, JM Synthetics, Jason Mays sells AMS oil products. And Eric, your old pal Eric's about due for an oil change on the embellisher. 616-747-0233. If you want any AMS oil lubricants, you have to do it this way. You buy it from Jason Mays. In fact, go to his website, Jason, I'm sorry, jmsynthetics.com. Jason's number that I just gave out is right there. Pick out what you want to buy, call him or text him, say, hey, I'm so-and-so. I listen to Eric Zane and I want this. Then it shows up at your door. You're done. A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. Thank you so much for being part of this show. If you need anything for your furnace, or your air conditioner, if it's just a cleaning, a tune-up, whatever it may be, keep it running right with A&E Heating and Cooling. How about some scheduled maintenance? This thing's not running right. Have them show up during business hours. You won't pay an arm and a leg. If it's an emergency, they will show up 24-7. You will pay out the ass for it, but you'll get your heat back on. 616-516-8579. If you got a major project, get estimates from two other uh, Jim Oaks in the area and then have Joe be third at A&E Heating and Cooling. He will beat the other two. If he doesn't, tell him Eric Zane said you're going to beat these other two, so I believe you're going to charge me less than these two. And he's going to go, ay, 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 and then he will. 616-516-8579. Don't forget, I mentioned Threads Podcast, Life Unfiltered. I did a crossover episode with the boys yesterday. It's available wherever you download this podcast. And I also have the video version of it. Uh, up i posted on twitter and it's on my youtube channel threads podcast life unfiltered weekly episodes they run about an hour and uh it's good something else to listen to add that to your uh, listening uh options threads podcast life unfiltered so because you've made the podcast successful it's been a a two-way street i work hard You support the sponsors. The sponsors keep coming back. The Patreon's grown. The uh, listens on the free podcast. You know how like when you listen to the free podcast, you hear an ad. That's all part of this whole racket I'm running. And then, you know, if you make too much money, though, um, you lose your government subsidy. The government wants to make sure you have health insurance. Okay. So they cover most of the cost of your premium for your health care. It's actually a wonderful system. And I think anybody that says Obamacare sucks 
is a fucking moron and just hasn't gotten into the program appropriately. I think it's excellent. It's done nothing but amazing things for us. Um, you have to do your homework. That's why I have Frank Foss to help me with that. But I love Obamacare. Shit, yeah. And if you're, um, if you don't make a ton of money, um, you pay very little for uh, for excellent health care. So, yes, the podcast is being successful. But if I make too much fucking money, I got to pay all that shit back. That's the law. And it's like, if you make $1 more than this one threshold, you're fucked. And last year at this time, I was fucked. I had a tax bill that was like 20, 20 large. It was over $20,000. And then Biden did a one-time thing. He said, nobody has to pay that pandemic i'm wiping it clean so it was a last second hell mary so this year i'm like oh fuck so what i have to do is i have to add up all the income and then i have to add up all of my expenses and i don't know i'm just not confident it's you know you make too much you got to pay it back as that's that's the rules i'm not complaining could be worse you know so I consider myself very lucky if I have to pay that large sum of money. And um, I think I have the document right here, in fact. That one, no. All these 1099s, holy shit. Hold on. Okay, here it is. Here it is. Dep- Department of Health and human services. If I hit that threshold, I owe $967 for January. I owe... $1,217 times four. That is 5,835. Then I owe 1,413 times seven. That's 12 months. Monthly advance payment of premium tax credit. It's right there in black and white. That means I would have to pay back the government $15,726 off the top. Fuck. (laughs) So, now I'm going to say that I've got about a 5% chance that I won't have to pay that. I mean, it's simple math. Money coming in and expenses. Now, I will gladly pay that back because it's my duty. You don't want to cheat. You pay that shit back, and then that's the end of it. Like I said, it could be worse. So uh, when you bitch about the $800 you owe, now that's, and that's just for the health care. If I happen to underpay my taxes like I did last year, 
it's going to be remarkably more. So I'm sweating. I will be happy if I can get away with 10 large, with paying 10 large. So I don't want to hear about you and your $400 tax bill. None of you are going to be paying more than me. None of you. Not a one. Okay? So when you get your tax bill, if you most of you are probably going to get money back. And, and, uh, and that's just the way it goes. Um, but if you, um, if you do make, if you do have to pay more than me, that'll be a fucking miracle. Aram writes, Oh, I make so much money. Poor me. What an asshole thing to say. What an, is this? Okay. You know what? I'm actually going to ban you for that. You dick. What an asshole. Schmoomer Schmob says I pay fifteen thousand a year. Now here I am trying to tell a a an amusing anecdote. Terry says I'll sell you food stamps at half the face value. I am so pissed off at Aram right now. I'm furious at him. Uh, Nick says, maybe I should stop paying for subscriptions. Sounds like I'm making your taxes harder to do. No, never stop. Never stop doing that. Sir Bob of Oliver says, being an independent contractor and dealing with 1099 is fun, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Fucking pain in the ass. Aram, I you are on my shit list here. You are so on my shit list here. I cannot believe the nerve that you've struck with me. I am so annoyed with you. I'm actually going to ignore you for at least a month after that one. I'm not going to read your emails. I'm not going to read your questions for my dad. You have cut me to the core. Unbelievable. You asshole. Holy shit. I like Putin more than I like you right now. What a dick thing to say. I am so weak in the knees with that comment. You, I am soft. Now, I don't mean my penis. I am, I am feeling very exposed right now with that bullshit. Asshole of the day. We'll talk about a ROM coming up in just a bit here. Baseball news. There is none. Um, baseball, I think, had until yesterday before they started to delay the start of the baseball season. So now we have to focus on this. Two stories from baseball. Wife of Major League Baseball pitch, uh, pitcher Mike, Mike Fulton-Evage. Baseball pitcher Mike Fultonevich makes brutal accusations against him in scathing Instagram posts. Brittany Wartman announced on her Instagram stories on Sunday that she's leaving him. In the post, Wartman accused Fultonevich 
of abuse and of cheating on her numerous times over the course of their relationship. That's it. Get him. Get him. I just want to clarify, I am no longer with my husband, Wartman wrote. I have made the difficult decision to separate after years of abuse and discovering his long-hidden adultery during both pregnancies and after. God, thank you for casting light on a sick soul I couldn't help. Every cheater gets caught. Every cheater gets caught. Side note, the guy I bought this house from was a prolific cheater. And um, he was so bold that my family and other families would go down to Florida every year for the AT Children's Project Marathon in January. He would go down with his family too, and he would fly down the mistress. He'd fly the mistress down and say, hey, uh, we'd all be sitting by the pool. The guy used to own this house. And he'd be like, hey, uh, I'm going to go get a drink. Okay, see you in a little bit. And then he'd wander off, have sex with the mistress, come back with the drinks, sit down for 10, min- ten minutes. Uh, I need a sandwich. Go back up to the room, have sex. This one, every year, he brings her down. No one knew it. This all came out after the fact. The missus finds out about this extensive cheating scandal. Doesn't divorce him. I don't know about this yet. His house is for sale. Hey, man, I want to buy your house. Yeah, we're selling. I need a fresh start. And I remember when he said that, I thought, well, no, who? that's weird. I need a fresh start. Why would he say that? And then, so now then back, looking back in hindsight, his fresh start was he had reconciled with the wife. And that was the fresh start. Wanted to get out of the house. You know, it makes sense. Except he bought the house and then there was no fresh start. For years after. He like bought her a house, bought her, uh, bought her a car. I mean, crazy shit. And the wife would not get rid of him. She kicked him out. They move into the new house. Fantastic residence. This guy's got money. And she just waited. She just fucking waited for this asshole to get it out of his system. And he did. He finally did. He turned it around and has she talk about the most graceful woman on the planet. I mean, years of it. And so open and brazen. She's like, are you still banging? So-and-so. Yeah. All right. Well, you can't come home. And she just hung in and finally he came back hat in hand and said, I'm done having sex with that, with that whore. I finally gave it up. Oh my God. This woman though, not so much. She kicked him out. As for me and my kids, anywhere but here is the best is the, is for the best anywhere but here. That's like that scene from Private Ryan. Where are we supposed to meet? Anywhere but here. I ask for everyone's privacy and respect during a time 
that has been an utter nightmare for me to navigate me and my children through. So how about her? She's fantastic. Um, you can be the perfect wife and mother, but you can't change who people really are. Now, I mean, truth be told, though, there's always another side to this. Um, yes, he's an asshole, but somewhere along the road, things got weird. I'm not saying, I'm not absolving him, trust me. Still, the majority of his fault, but somewhere along the line, there was a disconnect. There was a communication, communication breakdown. Mike Fulton, 30 was drafted by the Houston Astros in the first round of 2010. Used to be good. Uh, he last pitched for the Rangers in 2021. He went two and 12. He sucked. His best year is 2018. He went 13 and 10, 2.85 ERA made the National League all-star game, all-star team. Uh, Braves sent him down to the minors. Um, a lot of people, his wife defended him on Instagram from a fan who accused him of being a drug addict. She defended his look of a, of a bad start and, and looking gaunt to the poor lighting at Tampa's Tropicana field, as well as his difficulty keeping weight on during the off season, but whatever. So that's that. That's our first baseball asshole. There's another one though, even worse than that one. Okay. Quick look at the comments. No one is innocent in divorce. That is true. Uh, good for her if she did it, Kate. Maybe, uh, Kate says maybe she had her own thing. Yeah, maybe. You don't know. You don't know. Radio voice Linda suggests that my guy who sold me the house. Oh, he's probably still cheating. He's just more careful now. I don't know. Oh, if that were to happen again, holy shit. Nick says Eric was like, I get the house in the divorce. Kyle says, is there secret doors in your house? Booty call doors. Come on, man. That'd be something. I will say I've only been in the attic once. Just pop my head up looking to see a pair of glowing eyes. See if I can find a pair of glowing eyes looking back at me. Nothing. The Boston Red Sox have released minor league player Brett Netzer. And it's not because he was struggling. There you go. This is this is uh, Brett Netzer. My happier time. Yeah, look at him. Ready to take off. Run to the next base. Slide in head first. So promising. Well, shit has gone south for old Netzer. Why? I don't know. Something about a series of racist and anti-Semitic tweets might get you released. Especially if you're a shitty minor league ball player. The Boston Red Sox released prospect Brett Netzer Saturday after a uh, series of racist, homophobic, transphobic, and anti-Semitic tweets. Listen to this one. Several of the tweets were aimed at the Red Sox chief baseball officer whose name is Chaim Bloom. Bloom. Like chain. Like chain, chain, chain. 
but it, with an M at the end of it. His name is Chaim or Haim or Jaime. I don't know. I think that's a Jewish thing. Maybe Hebrew. I don't even know how you describe it. I'm going to get myself canceled if I don't shut up about this Jewish name. He's he's, uh, important to the story because he is Jewish. The 25-year-old last played in 2019. He was shitty playing for AA Portland. I'm guessing Portland, Maine. Didn't play in 2020 because of the pandemic. He tweeted, Chaim Bloom is a bad actor. Dude went to Hebrew school and studied the Torah growing up, but sold his soul to the Sodom and race groups. Good thing he is good at whatever he does in baseball. Netzer wrote in one of many tweets attacking Bloom, who is Jewish. Netzer also sent out tweets attacking black people and transgender people. After a fellow Twitter user questioned if Netzer was hacked, he wrote, I was not hacked. He also treated in reply to another Twitter user, quote, I am a racist. (laughs) I do sometimes make assumptions based on a person's race, ethnicity, culture. I am glad that that is now out of the way. (laughs) Oh my God. I got to follow this guy. Uh, like when you, if you look on his, uh, on Twitter, so if you go to him on Twitter, above his little avatar, it says, and God spoke all these words. I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Why is it that so many people who quote the Bible are, um, these fucking zealots? Pin tweet, any person who is secretly transgender and their partner does not know and sexual actions have taken place is a rapist and a sexual molester. Anybody else think that when Jacob found the three flocks of sheep next to the well, that the well symbolizes the Torah and the three flocks of sheep symbolize the three current world religions that use the Torah as living water? No. Nine hours ago. Personally, I think Jews got on the Christian Messiah crazy train and got carried away waiting for a, I don't know that word, Moshak. King David already came. That boy is the Lord's anointed one, God's son and firstborn son. Whoever the Jews are waiting for, it ain't the Messiah. And then he adds, well, you, uh, while y'all are here, do me a favor and invest in Bitcoin. (laughs) 
I assume that every black person can dance, he writes. (laughs) I assume Latins, I think he might mean Latinos or Latinas, are hardworking. I assume Asians get good grades. I assume white people don't season their food all that well. I assume Jews follow the Torah except for shame. And then he says, I am racist. Oh, keep going. Racism isn't necessarily a bad thing. Since the beginning of time, people of the same culture stay within their culture. Not a hard concept to grasp. Oh, no. Oh, no. Wow. This is quite an unraveling. Man, so this guy completely lost his shit. I mean, all this uh, uh, biblical talk, it makes you uh, harken back to wanting like Serrano to have to fucking sacrifice a chicken uh, before the big game for for the tribe back when they were known as the Indians. That's a major league reference. So there you go. That is Brad Netzer released by the Boston Red Sox. Crank says, I bet he claims he got hacked. Well, he already confirmed that he wasn't. Kate says, any bets on how long it takes to shut down his Twitter account? I'd say within 24 hours. Well, maybe, but the fact of the matter is he's still a, a poor minor league baseball player. He sucks. My God. There you go. Congratulations, Brad Netzer. Finally got his name out there. He couldn't do it hitting a baseball. So now the world knows who uh, I said, Brad, Brett Netzer is congratulations. And, and the good news doesn't end there. You may have won an award. I think it's one of two baseball players, but Brett Netzer, I mean, seriously, uh, the other guy, all he did was cheat on his wife. Mike Fultonevich or Brett Netzer? Okay, we got a lot of possibilities here, actually. You got Fultonevich, wife, uh, the dude cheating on his wife. Uh, 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 Brett Netzer. Hugh Jackson, the guy who scammed the charity. How about the dude who uh, had to swear in the cop and DeWitt? I don't know if that's going to happen. All possibilities for the asshole of the day. Thank you to my pals over at Gift of Life, Michigan. This is what I'd like you to do. If you go to the website, giftoflifemichigan.org. I'm going to share this with you so you can see it for yourselves. And you can get to this website by clicking on the Gift of Life logo at ericzainshow.com. Right here, it says become a donor. Click that and then off you go. You'll end up filling a very, very simple form. Register now to be on the organ donor registry. This is an easy, easy process. It'll take you 30 seconds. That is it. Now, all this means, and it is binding, that if something happens to you, unlikely event, that you take a dirt nap, whatever, 
those organs are going to be kept alive in another soul. And you will save lives. You will save uh, up to eight lives with the organs in your body and improve the lives of more than, uh, well, about 170 more with your tissue and corneas. So please, please, please do this. Thank you so much. Blue Frost IT is the managed IT service provider for this show. You can find them online, bluefrostit.com. If you're working for the man or the woman, or you are the man or the woman, you might need a tech upgrade. You can suggest that to the boss, uh, to the boss and my God, uh, you're going to score some serious points right there. If the tech at your workplace sucks, the boss might be looking for an upgrade. All they need to do is reach out to Blue Frost IT for a free complimentary consultation. Otherwise, the amount of time that your boss is going to be uh, spent buying the wrong thing is going to be quite a time-consuming affair. Time is money. Reach out 616-285-50 to Blue Frost IT. Get a consultation about what it's going to cost to upgrade your work. They do project work. They do uh, retrofitting offices. If the office is moving, they do all that stuff. They also do managed IT work, managed IT service provider work. And so that means that you constantly have an IT staff at your disposal. 616-285-50. Prince Arming. We've got gun school coming up in March. Well, that's uh, this is March. 616-204-1705. The class costs you 125 bucks. If you are in West Michigan, you've always wanted to carry your pistol concealed. Take the class. That's all you need. One class. Eight hours of time, $125. You don't have to own a pistol. Just take the class. Once you complete the class, you can then apply for your pistol license in Michigan. Bring that little piece of paper that says you've taken and passed the class from a certified instructor like Steve Prince. Pay the county, uh, I believe it's 110 bucks to get a pistol license. They fingerprint you. They do a background check. In a few weeks, your pistol license shows up. There you go. Carry a pistol concealed. Everybody should carry a pistol concealed so that when you're walking around the Clyde Park Meyer and crazy schizo asshole pulls out a, a, a shank and starts stabbing people in the back, you can shoot him a uh, hundred fucking times uh, until he's dead. That's that's the point. You're doing this. You're a sheepdog. You're, you're running towards the danger. Sheepdogs need weaponry. Carry your pistol concealed. Prince Army. 616-204-1705. Votes for the asshole of the day. Brought to you by TC Paintball and JM Synthetics. Hmm. Jesse says asshole of the day. Eric Zane for bringing up Twisted Sisters. We're not going to take it and getting it stuck in my head. That's a great song. You know, at the end of it, he yells, you're all worthless and weak, which is great. Cocktail Sauce MF says, all you awesome Zaniacs have an awesome day. That's sweet. Zaniac Zoom, Aram for asshole of the day. Crown and achievement, excellent knife work from behind. Idiot. All right. Uh, okay, I'm going to give it to uh, Hugh Jackson for 
raising $157,000 in his charity and then giving someone who works for the charity, the, the one employee, $115,000. I'm guessing the one employee is his wife or him. Hugh Jackson, the coach of Grambling State, is the asshole of the day. And for hiring Art Bryles. Okay, honorable mention for Aram. You guys are the best. Thank you. I'll be playing Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia with Dale in mere moments. Thank you. Good day now. Bye-bye.